Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Blackhawks Live. Here's the break in front of the pass. He scores! That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain, go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live. Now, here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Okay, guys, show us what you got. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Blackhawks fresh off a 2-1 overtime winner over the Nashville Predators under their new leader in Derek King. And all is well in the world. Okay, maybe not all is well, but a step in the right direction. Welcome to Blackhawks Live, everybody. I'm Joe Brand, joined as always by WGN-TV's Chris Bowden. And for the first time, WGN-TV's Chris Bowden is here on the radio station. Not at WGN-TV. <laughs> and, and, and it is glorious, Joe. It is glorious to be here in your presence I don't know what's more glorious, the Blackhawks' victory last night in their first game under Derek King, or me being in the presence of the brand stash. It's the Blackhawks. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's the Blackhawks, that, that's when, for sure. When we, I walked into the room you were sitting in, all of a sudden a bright light <laughs> burst through, blinded me, and uh, my, my eyes are finally, are finally healing, and, and I'm becoming used to it. That's actually oh. just the stage lighting here in the performance <laughs> studio that we have, where our fantastic engineer, Chris, actually right, turned it around. Yeah, now. of course, because uh, what a game yesterday. Obviously, uh, an emotional day for the team, for the fans, for management and the coaching staff to turn a page. And that page being turned was Jeremy Colleton being let go after three years. Technically, parts of four seasons in charge at the Chicago Blackhawks. We are going to talk to the the new head coach, though, Derek King, is going to join us in about uh, five, six minutes or so after our first break. But uh, boy, the phrase "a breath of fresh air" kept getting tossed around yesterday. I don't want to say comparing Derek King is like comparing apples and oranges with Jeremy Colleton. It's more like apples and bowling balls in terms of just their demeanor, uh, what they come to the rink with, and I'm not saying all is good and the other is bad or anything like that, but man, this guy had one-liners, uh, this guy was incredibly honest, and I'm not saying Jeremy Colleton wasn't honest, but Derek King is just a down-to-earth human being that walked into that room knowing that the number one goal for this team was to play free, in his words, and play simple, and they definitely responded to that last night. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more about some of the, the things that Jeremy faced over the mm-hmm. course of his three years and uh, some of the things he had to confront and deal with and, and uh, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, I tweeted out after that goal, I don't know how quickly it was on Friday night into the game. It was another one of those. 7.15, I believe. 47 seconds into the game. Oh, uh, against Winnipeg, Winnipeg on Friday, gotcha. which would be uh, Jeremy's eventual last game. I just tweeted out "broken record," and and unfortunately, uh, the same narrative continued happening over and over again. Even though they were coming off a, a win last Monday night and then a fairly competitive game against Carolina, but uh, at that time, the lone, lone unbeaten in the NHL found a way to, you know, put its skate down in the third period and rally for for a victory. But then. 
the bad habits began again on the road in Winnipeg. And it just like it feels like this team was, you know, stuck in a cage that it was not going to be able to unlock itself from. And at some point, something needed to be done for better or worse. And people can make their arguments. And I know a lot of fans had their arguments on the anti-Jeremy end of the spectrum. But at some point, something needed to be done. And for all the rumblings that we heard that, um, you know, they were going to try and let Jeremy and the team get out of this. Um, after the one victory and seeing what happened, uh, just when you think there's a, a, a step forward to see those two steps back following that first victory of the season, uh, you had a feeling that it was going to keep trending the other way and something had to be done, and indeed uh, Saturday is when it happened. And that's exactly what interim general manager Kyle Davidson had brought up. It's not so much the losses, it's the way that the losses came, and that's why he felt that a move needed to be made. He said it wasn't one declarative thing that happened in the Winnipeg game, it was just the message not being translated onto the ice, and I, I think Fans can understand that. I think other people in the hockey world can understand that. But uh, like we said, it's time to turn the page, move into the next era, and that era is with Derek King. And that's going to be the same thing after this break. We're going to talk to the new Blackhawks head coach, Derek King, a 1-0 record after one game. He's on the other side of this break. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. The message was just play the game right. Don't cheat it. You know, stay loose. Let's have fun with this and, and play. And I thought they battled. It wasn't always pretty, but they found a way to get the job done. That is the Blackhawks' new head coach, Derek King, after his first victory as an NHL head coach. You're tuned in to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN along with Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand, and we are pleased to introduce the best Winning percentage out of any coach in Chicago right now, Derek yeah. King. Here's a toast, <laughs> Derek. I should uh, I should pack it in now. I guess <laughs> don't do that. Keep that stack going. So no, please please don't because you you you've been nothing but a quote machine in uh, your just roughly a little bit over 24 hours. I, I know it's yeah. been a whirlwind, but uh, yeah, ha- have you come down to earth at all? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm good. It's. Uh, it was just, uh, you know what it was? It was just everybody wanted to talk and everybody was in my face. And, and not not in a negative way. It was just a lot going on. And got to get this done, get this done. And so uh, thank God for the staff, a great staff. Uh, Mark Crawford was awesome and has just been helping me tremendously just to get through this week and get to know the guys and, and, and just kind of maybe start putting a stamp on something here. Well, uh, thanks for allowing us to uh, talk to you and get in your face here tonight, oh. as uh, it seems like it, it never ends. Before we, we move forward, I just wanted to step back a little bit. Three years ago, it, it was a happy moment as you got promoted, as Jeremy got promoted. And I know you've worked very closely with him over the course of these yeah. three years communicating. What, if any, has been your communication uh, w- with Jeremy since Saturday's decision was, was made? Yeah, well, we talked, and um, he just wished me luck. And you know, obviously, I, you know, it's besides working with him, it's it's, you know, you turn things into a friendship, right? He's a great person, and uh, we're we're friends, and uh, we try to help each other out. But uh, you know, I talked to him a little bit, just like it's not the way I want to uh, get a head job in the NHL. But he understands it's a business, and and we talked a little bit, and uh, you know, and he, he gave me a nice text after. Uh, the win and just uh you know congratulations and uh good luck with everything so um you know it's nice it's nice to hear that from him 
You mentioned that your phone's been blowing up since this has yeah. happened. Who's the coolest person to reach out for you, out out to you after getting the job? Uh, well, you know what? There's a lot of lot of cool people, but the big thing with me was just some some old teammates. But the, a good buddy of mine who actually got me started in the coaching, uh, Dallas Eakins, who's in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. He reached out and then just you know just said, "Be yourself. Uh, have fun with it. Make it your own." and and uh, be yourself and uh, trust yourself. And I'm going to, you know, he's a smart hockey guy, and I'm just going to listen to him, and I am going to just try to be myself. Three years ago, you were part of the transition in Rockford as Jeremy got promoted. And what have your other personal experiences been like? I'm sure you had perhaps a couple as a player involving these midseason coaching changes and you know how different people may have may have approached them, and and what you believe, and and you've touched on this over the first couple of days as the interim head coach. But uh, what you believe are the most important things in these transitions? Well, I I think you never want to see uh, coaches get fired. You always feel you're responsible, especially as a player. And um, I have gotten a few coaches in my career uh, fired, so. Um, you know, I, I know that side of it. You, you, as a player, you you feel responsible. But when coming into something new like this, I think the biggest thing is just get the trust of the boy, the guys. Uh, get to know them, uh, talk to them, uh, open communication, and and really just um, you know, it, it's never easy. It's never easy on the players too, waiting to see who's coming in and that. But um, I think they're familiar with me just through over camps. They know my background, and the big thing here, like I said, is just make sure my door's open and the communication is there, and we'll work through this together. You mentioned that some of that communication you had when playing for Al Arbor was he was on yeah. you a lot and kind of rubbed you the wrong way that you didn't understand yeah. until you became a coach. What what can you remember about being a player? Like, how did they make you feel? What were kind of your reactions towards uh, the way he well, was? You, you know, it wasn't like... Uh, harsh harsh or anything it was just waking me up getting me to play at the level i needed to play at he knew i had more in me so he knew how to push buttons he knew how to manage manage you as a player he knew how to manage everybody and the same with like a pat quinn same thing you know um i needed a kick in the butt and i need to be uh you know woken up sometimes and he he figured that out and um for the longest time, I'm like, this guy doesn't like me. There's something, what am I doing wrong here? And then, you know, years and years later, you're done playing and you you get into coaching and you start thinking about all the coaches you had and you, all of a sudden you start remembering that and this is why I must have drove coaches nuts the way I played. You know, but, um, uh, you know, there's no hard feelings or anything. It was just, thank God he was really hard on me and and pushed me to become a better player. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I feel the same way about all my bosses through the years, too. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. What, what, yeah. Did you, what did you think of, of uh, the response last night? Because, man, that Nashville team is a tough team to go up against, yeah. and particularly for the Blackhawks with the way they play. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, to try and break out of this funk against that particular team, which has caused this club so many difficulties in recent years, um, yeah. you know, I, I thought maybe the first half of the first period, it was one of those things where you were in your end a little bit too much than you wanted, but for them to stick with it, uh, what yeah. did you think of the response there last night? Well, it was, it was awesome. I mean, and I told them before, this isn't about me, uh, you know, the 
and this is how players are, right? They're like, oh, let's, you know, uh, my first game as an NHL coach, this and that, and everything, all the emotions, but I just told them this isn't about me. This is you. This is your show here, guys, but let's, you know, let's knuckle down here and let's play hard for three periods and, and give ourselves a chance, and they did. They they played hard. Like, again, like I said, it, it wasn't always pretty at times, but that's hockey. It's how, if you come out of there and you survive it. And uh, they did a great job. Uh, I was happy with them. You've talked about holding players accountable now in this new role, but you also mentioned earlier today, uh, coaching in the AHL, you, you mentioned how if guys struggle, if if they make a mistake, you're not sitting them, you continue to roll them. You put them in in the next shift. Yeah. I, I found that so interesting. What kind of response did you get from doing those types of things? Well, a lot of times it's you're just in their ear. You're telling them. You're talking to them when they come off the of shifts like, hey, you know, this this is your, you know, first or second time doing this. Try this, try that. And I'll never tell players how to play. I'll just suggest some things. And, um, you know, and but in in the American League, it's a little different. We've we got to let these guys uh, fail. Uh, that's how they get better. And at this league, it, you don't have time to develop them. Right, they, they should be developed and they should be ready to go. They're they're pros, they're NHLers. So um, you know, but, but you know they're going to make mistakes. That's fine. It's what we do after the mistakes. Uh, does it turn into another one? Another one? Um, hopefully not. Hopefully we end it right after the first one. So, uh, but they'll be accountable, um, and they were last night. They're accountable to each other, which was great. You have uh, uh, an interesting decision coming up tomorrow, and if you if you like sharing it tonight, and you have that answer, feel free. I get. It. I'm guessing you won't provide it until tomorrow night. But you have a future Hall of Fame goaltender who went up against yeah. his former team earlier this year yeah. and only lasted half a period. You have another kid goaltender who was absolutely tremendous uh, yeah. last night. How difficult of a decision is that for you tomorrow? It's going to be a hard one. Um, We'll let them know in the morning. And what about I'll us? Talk to Jimmy, I can't. I can't reveal. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I wish I could. Jeez. But uh, I'll talk to Jimmy, and uh, we'll figure this out. Like I gotta you know, lean on him a lot to guide me with the goaltenders. I try to stay away from those guys. They're a little different. <laughs> yeah, I remember players, you telling so. us that last year <laughs> when you were on this. Yeah, they're a little different, so you got to tiptoe around them a little bit. But. Uh, I'm sure you'll be happy with the decision. Let's put it that way. Right. Well, you can't knock us for trying. Um, yeah. Clearly, we've been talking to you after you get an NHL head coaching job and after your first win. So you've been in positive spirits. What gets you mad? Well, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll get me <laughs> mad here soon enough. Uh, you know what? I think it's just uh, with the change and uh, with a new guy coming in, uh, just getting familiar with everybody. There's um, we got to get these guys are a little fragile right now. It's been a tough start, and there's been a lot of stuff going on, whether it was on the ice or off the mm-hmm. ice. And I just got to be positive and, and, and just like battle through this times and, uh, you know, try to win games every night, try to at least be in the games. And, 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 and you know, if they, if they battle hard enough, they play hard enough, and they're accountable for each other. I mean, they got some, we had some good players. Um, I think they can they can win some hockey games. Speaking of good players, uh, the guy who wears eighty eight was talking about uh, going through your hockey DB a couple of a uh, couple of nights ago or last night, and I, <laughs> yeah. I was I was aware you had two monster seasons with the Islanders back in back in the uh, early nineties with forty and thirty eight goals. I, I'm trying. Yeah. Did you have consistent linemates? Because I know you had what Turgeon and and Hogue, and you had Ferraro no, for I, one I year, with, right? Yeah, I had. I you know they. 
Al wasn't afraid to mix it around, but I was pretty steady for three years with uh, Turgeon and uh, Stumpy, okay. Stevie Thomas. Steve Thomas? <laughs> uh, the odd time when I was in the doghouse, I'd be on a different line. <laughs> Maybe Hoagie was there, or, or, and they put me with Ray, or Ray would have to wake me up. <laughs> when you play with Ray Ferraro, he battled so hard and made, forced you to, to play like him and work. So, uh, And then I'd go back on Turge. But these are the kind of things that... You know, uh, Al did with me to to wake me up. You know, sometimes you get comfortable, and uh, you take the foot off the the gas, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Okay, I'm not on that line anymore. Why not?" <laughs> well, you got to wake up, and you got to be, uh, and that's the way he was making me accountable for the way I played. But uh, yeah, it was some great line mates, great great memories, and I'm actually looking forward to looking on the schedule that we get to go to. Uh, Long Island and mm. play in that new building. So I'm mm-hmm. um, looking forward to that. That'll be cool. Well, Derek, we really appreciate your personality, just taking some time for us. Please, any other time you want to come on this show, you're more than welcome to. I appreciate it. Give me a show. All right. All right, we'll do. That's Thanks, Derek, Derek King. Thank you very much. Head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, a 1-0 record, and we'll uh, break down that Blackhawks victory last night and also talk about the coach that was in Jeremy Colleton. Not all that bad. We, we've got some things that we've got to clear the air with a little bit. All that and more coming up next. We'll head it to news now. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. That's to bring its fifth on the season, his second against the Hurricanes. Are, are you guys surprised that... Uh... Debrinket scored? Oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Troy Murray is in the booth. Yeah. Stop the game. Troy is here. <laughs> the luck, good luck, Char. As soon as he came I in, just, they scored. here. I just got here and Debrinket scores and oh. everything's normal. My, 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 my. I'm it's, just checking in with you guys. Yeah, hey, it's <laughs> like the Godfather what a just surprise. came in. Like, awesome. oh my God. Great to see you, bud. Great good to, to be you. here. Yeah, big night for me. Come yes. down, watch a couple of periods. Oh I thought I'd gosh. pop in and and join the broadcast for a you couple of that, minutes. You Cappy, you're doing a great job. Air. Good for you. Anyway, you got Reeds to get in there. I, yeah, we we gotta love those. Gotta knows, love those Reeds. Like, <laughs> we've got a couple here. If you want to, you yeah. know, get back. You know, break first time I get to see Joel Brandier in action with the mustache that. He's ahead of November. As well, a mustache. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's been working Joe. on it for months, though, so oh. I can't. I don't want it to. <laughs> years. <laughs> you knew. You knew if you saw Troy, you knew you were going to get grief about that mustache, Joe. I mean, come on. Yep. John could have not talked for the rest of the period. We could have just had Troy ring out one-liners and stories. You and actually had to lift John's jaw off the floor. <laughs> yeah, right? that's true. That's true. <laughs> but. A good reason for his jaw to drop. Yeah, for, for Hawks fans that don't know, again, he's, well, he's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live. Uh, Troy Murray graced us with his presence in the radio booth last week. Uh, my goodness, what a surprise. What just an event to be in there for. A couple of weeks prior to that, Troy had come for morning skate. That was a surprise. The team saluted him, saluted him on the ice. Uh, Troy was talking to people that he hasn't talked to in months. Again, our our friend Troy Murray battling cancer right now and doing one heck of a job with it. And to see him in the booth just exactly where he needs to be, (laughs) but to surprise us, that's that's so Troy Murray. Yeah, and uh, it was wonderful. I mean, I was was over at the TV station. You texted me a series of pictures Uh from the booth, and I wasn't even aware until then. And then uh, we used a uh, a couple of the pictures that you sent me on our uh, What's Good segment on, uh, on GN Sports. 
sports that particular night. Um, good to see Troy getting out and about, at least uh, enough energy to do so. Hopefully that continues to grow as uh, as he continues his battle, but uh, nothing more heartening than to uh, hear for me and see and hear for, for you guys in the booth to see him uh, pop in there. Now, did he stay two periods? Because the Blackhawks were leading 3-2 after two periods. And they ended up losing 4-3. I have a feeling yeah, he that's left a good early. Point. That's a good he point. left early, and then they ended up losing it 4-3. He may right. have. I think you're right. Um, <laughs> no, but the coolest thing about it was, apparently, he, the Blackhawks came up to the radio booth, didn't talk to us. They only talked to Z, mm-hmm. so, you know, s- some of the bigwigs. And they're like, hey, we need a headset right here, but we can't tell you who it is and don't tell those guys down there. Yeah. <laughs> and Z even had a hunch, but he's he didn't want to jinx it. He mm-hmm. didn't want to you know pry it out of them. He didn't want to be disappointed if it wasn't Troy. Right. And man, no better way to do it. Um, it's just it's just so so Troy Murray. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's back there again yeah, sometime ab- soon. Absolutely. Hopefully the first of many visits, and then uh, just replacement for Troy Murray. But uh, should mention Kaylee Chelios on the air yesterday did a phenomenal job. Uh, Paul Capenigri, who had been stepping in, a phenomenal job. Colin Frazier has done great. Colby. Cohen. It's going to be a cast of a few more pieces, too. As long as you keep the names and faces correct. Yeah, that's right. true. Um, and John, in the heat of battle, <laughs> in the heat of a call. Well, like I said the last time we talked, I didn't realize John and Paul, we had half the Beatles quartet <laughs> in the radio booth. As long as John keeps his Rolodex of uh, color commentators handy, uh, but get no, the right one for that game. It's You know, if we can't have Troy, everyone that's stepped in, it's it's been a lot of fun, and everyone's been doing a really good job. Um, speaking of stepping in, as we just talked with the new head coach of the Black Hawks, Derek King. Um, obviously, you know, an unusual situation. Uh, something that fans have been clamoring for for years now. Um, and, and I brought it up in a podcast I did here on the station, but I'll bring it up again. I, I do believe this was the right move. This the, the right thing was to make a change in the coaching position because something wasn't working. The Blackhawks were either getting off to a bad start or not being able to hold on to a lead or letting just things snowball when things got a little bit out of hand. Um, but Jeremy Colleton came into this position with a really difficult task, replacing Joel Quinville, trying to take a team in 2018 that was off to an okay start, 6-6-2. Six, six, and two. It's not like they were in the gutter, like mm-hmm. some of the challenges they're having right now, and take that team and bring it back to Cup glory. But one thing about that is he was supposed to do all that with his system and his way of coaching with a handful of players that are brand new to that and maybe didn't even fully agree to it or totally buy in. And then you slowly start started to see pieces working and maybe some players getting moved out and then Jeremy Colleton's system working briefly last year, but it was never a full go. Um, And I I think that just goes to show that it's not like Jeremy Colleton is a bad coach. It just didn't work out here. And I think for sure there's a coaching opportunity for him in the future, and I would not be surprised if he later gets another head coaching opportunity. When Jeremy first came uh, came here, and after seeing what he had done in Rockford, and granted that was a small sample size, about a year and a half or so, but we saw uh, you know a, a very uh, respectable playoff run uh, the year before he was then uh, promoted, or the, the spring before he was promoted, and put in a difficult situation as the youngest head coach in the NHL, having to convince a locker room full of veterans who had known to grow and and love Q uh, and everything that they accomplished with him and try to 
implement uh, you know kind of this hybrid defensive system that never seemed to completely take and Jeremy never had a full season I thought it was extremely unfair and I know those fans who would boo his name when it would be introduced before before games it was more in response at the outset to losing the head coach they had mm-hmm. rather than to Jeremy himself but um, dealt some difficult hands uh, throughout both in makeup of a roster that you know, perhaps uh, Stan, who put that together, had uh, a much greater an optimistic vision for the group that he had together than it turned out to be practical. And, and trying to convince that and, and uh, convince those players in that room to adapt to this new coach's system, um, it, it never really took. And it never really took over the course of portions of four seasons. Not having a full season under his belt uh, affected that, too. By the same token, I agree with you. This was the right move at the right time. Perhaps it could have come a little bit earlier. But I think they wanted to see if they could dig themselves out. It's already a pretty big hole to dig out of. And, you know, uh, I guess the, the critical point on Jeremy's side is, he stuck to his guns in that yes. particular system defensively. And at some point, uh, when you see going into your fourth year, and especially with veterans who you would th- you were hoping would be able to adapt themselves to this system and make it work, to see it not happen at the outset and to see the competitive levels not be where they needed to be. It was the right move at the time. And I guess the one fault you could say for Jeremy is he stuck too much to his guns in believing that particular system would eventually work. And uh, it four swings at it, you know, three and a half, however you want to call it, and it never really took. And Derek has said he's not going to change things, you know, right off the bat as Jeremy tried to do at the outset, which is probably the right thing to do, incorporate things slowly uh, for whatever changes that he envisions here. And um, uh, we'll see what he tweaks along the way. But by the same token, Derek was trying to teach that same system in Rockford. So whenever there was some traffic between the Ice Hogs and the Blackhawks personnel-wise, you were hoping it would be, you know, a fit where those guys would understand right away moving from one the minor league affiliate to the big league club uh, that uh, there wouldn't be any adjustment on their part when I, that would happen. I think that's a good point, uh, and I got something else to counter with that. But I know we got to get to our giving away our Boykies prize pack pretty soon. Again, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Call in, try and win a Boykies prize pack. It's it's a fantastic build tongue. You also win a hat. I've already talked to a few of the contestant winners that are absolutely thrilled with their prize pack. But Jeremy Colleton, as you mentioned, came in with this system and stuck to his gun. How can you blame him for not trying to shy away from that, even when things aren't working? You've taken over the role as a head coach for an NHL team, replacing a legend of Joel Quinville. How can you not stick to the reason you were brought in here for? Mm-hmm. It's it's so difficult, I would think, to be put in that position, the youngest head coach in the NHL at the time. Uh, you know, it's not working. Why don't we switch over to this? What does that say about you as a head coach? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's true. It's it's a very difficult thing to do, and I get it. Maybe that's what went wrong. It's just another way to look at it, though, because, again, I, I think Jeremy Colleton's task was very, very tall coming into this job. I think there were some good things, but for the most part, it did not work out, and Kyle Davidson thought the best thing was to turn the page and move forward, and that's exactly what we're going to do. One last break. We're giving away our Boyke's prize pack after the break. Again, 312-981-7200. Call in, win some Biltong. And we'll talk about Derek King and the Blackhawks' victory over the Nashville Predators last night. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. These guys are battling. Uh, they've gone through a lot. 
uh, to see them get that first goal, uh, you could just see it as just the air come out and it just they just relax and they just they started playing. Uh, again, it w- wasn't always uh, uh, pretty at times. Uh, there's some stuff we need to clean up, uh, but it was exciting hockey, uh, and, and these guys, they showed up. Relax, comfortable. That's us on this show, right? Yeah, free. I hope so. <laughs> I hope we're putting off that atmosphere. You know, the one question we wanted to get around to, but ran out of time with, was whether Derek King was a Breaking Bad fan. Because there's some definite Walter White in those looks over there. That was... And, and I would have followed up as, if you are, what's your hobby, Derek? What, what, do you do, what do you like to do in your spare time? That is actually, that would have been a good one. I mean, that's the thing. I, I want to I hear more about Derek King as the person, not yeah. so much the hockey coach. He played, he played for the Hartford Whalers, I think, at the end of their last season mm. as well of existence. So... That's that's probably a whole other chapter oh, yeah. where you can open up too. So. He, he used that line a couple of times about getting some of his coaches fired, <laughs> um, but man, I mean, I, I brought it up earlier. Down to earth guy, and uh, I mean, he, he's he makes fun of himself. He's he's just so honest. He just mm. seems very relatable. And again, it's it's not like Jeremy Colleton wasn't like that. In fact, I feel like Jeremy Colleton was really opening up at the beginning of this year because he was getting more comfortable. Um, but man, this guy just comes into this, this position, and I think the main thing is he realizes that he's got to take the pressure off this team because so many things have been going on, on the ice, off the ice. Uh, but for the most part... Anyone involved with the Blackhawks right now wasn't around the team back then, so it's all about moving forward and making sure those mistakes don't get made again, but more not more importantly, but also putting a, a good product back on the ice. And it's going to start with this Derek King guy, and uh, what we saw yesterday is a good sign and even he said hey it's one game you know we can we can get through a, a couple of ruts and you, you'll have different questions for me right now but man I, I just really think that it, you know they, these moves get made to light a fire under the team and this isn't so much a fire it's almost like putting out the fire right now and you know there's an opportunity to do this and there's a lot of hockey to play and, and all we know right now is because Kyle Davids is, is an interim general manager and may not be here after the end of the season, depending on what management above him thinks they want to do. That also means Derek King is an interim head coach through the remainder of the season. So a lot of hockey to be played. But timing-wise, it's 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 a good point with some time to practice here after mm-hmm. tomorrow night's game against Pittsburgh, a team that is beatable right now. And then you have the Arizona Coyotes coming in on Saturday, and then a few days of practice. So acclimating themselves uh, to Derek King and D- Derek King to all these players, uh, it-, it is a good time to do this after the whirlwind of what was Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Again, we're giving away a Boyke's prize pack. Get yourself some free Biltong. Call 312-981-7200. Maybe you were at the game last night. Maybe you're just a fan of the team and really liked what you saw last night. Let us know what you think about last night's game, about the coaching change. Uh, I got a question as I, I put a plug for the show on Instagram. Why don't you tell us what Biltong is? Because some of us don't know. I thought we did a very good job of explaining what Biltong is, but happy to do it once again. It's it's beef jerky, but it's not beef jerky. It's a healthier version. I also think, I mean, this this is my honest opinion, I think it's better than beef jerky. It's, it's not as hard. It's not as chewy. It's right. a little bit easier on the jaw. And uh, it's some good stuff. So, yeah, give us a call. I said this on the first show. I'm not a jerk guy. 
That's I am true. a jerk, but I'm not a jer- usually not a jerk <laughs> guy. But when I when I got the first opportunity to try this stuff, it's 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 softer, it's sweeter mm-hmm. a little bit, and uh, really enjoyed it. So uh, anyone out there want some? We got some for you. Three one two nine. If not, it's all ours. Seventy two hundred. Yeah, that's true. We definitely will uh, eat that up. Um, just going back to yesterday's game again, uh, Kevin Lankinen. A very solid performance. He talked with the media today after practice, uh, just mentioning how he still he still feels like there's a lot of untapped potential. And you know, I, I feel like there's so many storylines about this team that we didn't really get to get to this year because the stories have mainly been about the team struggles and and obviously the other things going on with the organization. Kevin Lankin and getting to be mentored by Mark Andre Fleury was supposed to be a big topic this season, and hopefully it'll continue to happen that way. A good outing for Kevin Lankin last night, and we couldn't get a sneak peek from Derek King, but maybe a, a good turnaround effort against his former team for Marc-Andre Fleury tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would kind of expect that, and uh, Fleury's been the good soldier so far. He cannot be happy with the way things right. have gone from a team or individual standpoint. has to be incredibly frustrating compared to the team that he was playing behind uh, or the team that was in front of him over the last couple of years in Vegas. It's been a stark contrast. Yeah, it was definitely a rough game for Fleury uh, in Pittsburgh. There's also been some other rough outings that he's had, but he's a big boy. He's been through this. Uh, that's actually something I brought up to Jeremy Colleton when he still had uh, the job was, you know, how is he dealing with this adversity? And he said he's not being phased by it. I mean, he's a pro. He knows what he's doing. Um He's not a guy that's going to totally let it get into his head. We got Brian from Chicago wants to talk about the team's adversity. Uh, Brian, what do you mean by that? Oh, and Brian's gone. We we scared Brian away. Well, you don't get your free bill tongue, Brian. But uh, uh, good try. Um, the Bears must have had a first down or something. <laughs> Maybe the, the first one of the game? I don't know. Well, yeah, actually, that's a good point to bring up. Anyone tuned in right now, we do appreciate you pulling away from your bowl, uh, your Bears fandom to hear us talk Blackhawks. But uh, I, I just think moving forward, this is going to be a, a lot more positivity to be talking about. Like I said, there's an opportunity here. This Pittsburgh team, uh, they don't have their head coach, at least as, as of this afternoon when they practice before heading for Chicago. Uh, Sid Crosby still not there along with a handful of other players. So an opportunity tomorrow night. They probably shouldn't have lost to this team in Pittsburgh, but uh, things were you know, spiraling downward. Now there's an opportunity to avenge that loss here tomorrow night. We'll have the pregame starting at 7 o'clock here on 720 WGN. The puck drop at 7.30. It's the Hawks in Pittsburgh, the middle game of this three-game homestand. Chris, great to see you, bud. Good to see you in person. We'll do it again next week, too. Hope so. (laughs) This has been Blackhawks Live. we got Steve Ruxton hanging by in the news. John Landecker is after it as the Blackhawks take down Nashville last night. We'll talk to you next week here on 720 WGN.